Be inspired, supported, and empowered. This is the Global Healthy Living Foundation Podcast Network. Imagine what patients are going through. They're going to go to their pharmacist to to fill their prescription they've been doing for years now, and they're told that they're no longer able to fill that prescription because of a change in a law that they might be able to bear children. It's a really scary time for some of these patients. Welcome to The Health Advocates, a podcast that breaks down major health news of the week to help you make sense of it all. I'm Stephen Newmark, Director of Policy at the Global Healthy Living Foundation. Today, we have a special co-host joining me, Connor Mertens. So glad to be here, Stephen. I'm one of our patient advocates and community outreach managers at the Global Healthy Living Foundation. Zoe is out helping patients today, but it's great to have Connor in the co-hosting chair this week. You know we love helping patients around here, Stephen. Of course. Today, we will be discussing the ongoing access issues with methotrexate in the wake of the Supreme Court's Dobbs versus Jackson decision. And Connor talks extensively to our patients, so he's the perfect co-host as we continue to explore this issue and try to help patients. Thanks, Stephen. It's terrible what patients are going through on unintended consequence of the Dobbs decision. But I'm grateful for the work that we're doing with GHLF and our community to help bring awareness to this issue as it's unfolding in real time. Absolutely. Before we get started, we want to remind everyone that our goal at The Health Advocates is to help you understand what's happening in the healthcare world to help you make informed decisions to live your best life. We always highlight one of GHLF's great podcasts. So this week, Connor is here and can tell us about his podcast, Healthcare Matters. Along with my co-host, Dr. Robert Popovian, we take these complex healthcare policy and economic issues and break them down to something that's a little easier to understand because you know, Stephen, how confusing that can get. Yeah, that's true. I'm grateful to both you and Robert as I need help understanding some of the complexities when it comes to healthcare matters. And we also start out with a listener comment. Are you ready to hear one, Connor? Oh, we always love hearing from the listeners. Well, this one is from Adrian T, who wrote, thank you for covering and raising awareness on the methotrexate access issue. We're always trying to make sure patients are up to date, and this is such a topical and timely issue that we're here to tell you all about it. Absolutely. And today we'll talk a lot more about methotrexate. But before turning to that issue, let's get folks updated on some other important news around the country. A new study came out this week that found that drug formularies often have exclusions that could harm your health or cost you more money. And as you know, formulary is a list of preferred drugs that a health insurance company agrees to cover during their policy. The researchers, which were led by our colleague and your co-host on Healthcare Matters, Dr. Robert Popovian, found that there were 563 drugs excluded from this particular formulary. Over 40% of the time, those exclusions mandate a provider to prescribe a non-therapeutic equivalent medicine based on differences in active ingredients or formulation. And we also saw that a small percentage were complete executions, meaning that there was no recommended alternative on the formulary. Right. So here's what you can do. This is an issue that obviously affects patients, and patients unfortunately can't control drug formularies, but what you can do is Look around at different health plans to make sure that you choose a health plan that has your preferred doctors and hospitals or a network. And check the formulary to ensure that any drugs you take for chronic conditions are going to be covered and work with your provider and make sure to check the formulary to ensure any drugs that you take regularly for your chronic conditions are going to be covered. Before we turn to the methotrexate issue again, we should give a little update as COVID cases continue to rise. Because the Omicron evades infection-based and vaccine-based antibodies, the BA4 and BA5 variants are taking over as the dominant forms of COVID and driving up positivity rates across the country. But unfortunately, spotty testing and data collection has really hampered the nation's ability to accurately track the new number of cases. It's interesting. I feel like every week I hear another friend that has a text that says they can't make it to something because they got COVID. And thankfully, they're staying home and being smart. 
but all across the country, it's it sounds like we're just seeing these these numbers creeping back up and not a lot of mitigation tactics that are being taken. And we'll remind our listeners, if you're immunocompromised or just in the interest of protection, please do wear a high quality mask when you're indoors, wear an N95, a KN95, or a KF94 when in public indoor settings and around crowds. Well, and Stephen, I'd like to remind your listeners that they can go to covid.gov and pick up their free tests, and they absolutely should. They're, they're just good to have around. So let's get into the methotrexate issue. After the recent Supreme Court decision, and DHLF has been hearing from patients around the country that they are now facing additional problems getting their methotrexate treatment because of its use in treating ectopic pregnancies. And let me just say that you and Zoe have been doing a stellar job making sure that the message is getting out to the community and also the entire country. I've seen you getting your voice out there in LA Times, MSNBC, Time Magazine, ABC News, and the BBC. So we're, we're going international with this issue. Well, thank you, Connor. But a bigger thanks goes to our patients for sharing their stories. Connor, what are you hearing directly from our patients? Well, it's scary. It's exactly what you described. Patients are seeking to fill their prescriptions only to be denied. And these patients have been on these medications and sometimes for years and, and stable for years. And so it's really kind of upending their lives or just causing a lot of severe emotional concern about what could happen. The time from when you first feel an ailment for a chronic illness to the time it takes to go through, get a diagnosis, and then often the trial and error period when trying out different kinds of medication takes years. And for a patient to become stable is really the culmination of a long process. So to take stable patients and to halt their prescriptions for no good reason is just horrific. Yeah. Imagine what patients are going through, Stephen. They're going to go to their pharmacist to, to fill their prescription they've been doing normally for years now. And they're told that they're no longer able to fill that prescription because of a change in a law that they might be able to bear children. It's really scary time for some of these patients. When you say some of these patients, let's clarify that we are only talking about women of childbearing age. It's approximately half the population. We've also been hearing of a few instances where doctors had to verify clinical criteria and say that this diagnosis code is particular to this and go through a patient's diagnosis code and patient's history, which is still bad because it delays patients even for a little bit. Yeah. And any delay in care can really affect a patient's quality of life. Even just a few days of not getting their regularly scheduled medications can, can have drastic consequences. And there's this fear. We're hearing anecdotally that people are scared because methotrexate is used for abortion. We're seeing it on social media that women are concerned about losing access to this medication that they've been stable on for years, which is you know, ultimately what we've been talking about. We at GHLF sent a letter to Texas Governor Greg Abbott seeking clarification that the state of Texas explicitly allows for the distribution of FDA-approved drugs, such as methotrexate, to patients with valid prescriptions. We're also happy to announce that the Biden administration is taking the best steps that it can to protect access to reproductive health services. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. The administration issued a memorandum that states that under federal civil rights law, pregnancy discrimination includes discrimination based on current pregnancy, past pregnancy, potential or intended pregnancy, and medical conditions related to pregnancy or childbirth. Further, the Federal Department of Health and Human Services is sending more than 60,000 retail pharmacies a copy of this memorandum this week. Citing provisions in the Affordable Care Act and the Rehabilitation Act of 1973, the memo also states that pharmacies that receive federal funding cannot discriminate based on their views on contraception and abortion in regard to supplying medications such as methotrexate, making determinations regarding sustainability of a prescribed medication for a patient, or advising patients even about medications that have 
how to take them. And as a reminder, medications approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, they've undergone extensive review and once approved can be prescribed by doctors and used by patients as they're indicated. So there should be absolutely no reason for any person prescribed methotrexate to be fearful of losing access. It's a vital medication used by millions of people living with arthritis, psoriasis, and, and a plethora of other conditions. If you've been affected by this methotrexate issue, it's critical that we hear directly from patients on this. Please email us and email me directly. That's cmertens at ghlf.org. And we'll make sure that you get a megaphone to tell your story. Thanks, Connor. And thank you to our listeners who always help to keep us informed. Well, Connor, we always end our show by sharing with our audience what we learned today. What did you learn? I learned that despite everyone kind of saying we're, we're out of this pandemic, we're certainly not out of this pandemic. We still got to be taking those mitigating steps and looking out for one another. And I learned just in talking to you, it was great to distill a complex issue, this complex science policy issue that was fun to do. So thank you for that. Well, we hope that you learned something too. We'd love to hear from you about your advocacy stories or what's going on in your world. Send your email to thehealthadvocates at ghlf.org or better yet, include a short video or audio clip. And who knows, whatever you share may be included in our listener feedback portion of future episodes. Also email us if you want to subscribe to our weekly newsletter where we share the top health news of the week. Thanks for listening to The Health Advocates, a podcast that breaks down major health news of the week to help you make sense of it all. It was great to be part of the show, Stephen. Thanks for having me. You and Zoe are invited on to Healthcare Matters whenever you want. If you like this episode, give us a rating and write a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. It'll help people like you find us. I'm Connor Mertens. I'm Stephen Newmark. We'll see you next time. Be inspired, supported, and empowered. This is the Global Healthy Living Foundation Podcast Network. Thank you.